from Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. On September 10th, 2018, U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton made an announcement. The Department of State will announce the closure of the Palestine Liberation Organization office here in Washington, D.C. A part of the reason for the closure. The Palestinians refused to take steps to start direct and meaningful negotiations with Israel. But the former chief of the PLO delegation in Washington had this to say about the closure. I think it's another short-sighted uh, move on the part of this current administration. It adds uh, to, to their... Uh, continued lack of understanding of the real mm. issues in the Middle East. We look into the closure of the delegation here in Washington and what it means for the U.S. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by Northrop Grumman. In today's battle space, situations change rapidly. That's why Northrop Grumman's innovative C4 ISR technology offers unprecedented mission capability. That's the value of performance. Northrop Grumman. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. On September 10th, 2018, the Trump administration ordered the PLO to close its Washington office within 30 days. Today, October 10th, 30 days later, how will that closure impact the PLO's relationship with the U.S.? And the greater picture, how will it impact the chances for peace in the Middle East? We're talking today with Mon Ericott, the former chief of the PLO delegation here in Washington. But before we get to the conversation with Ambassador Ericott, here is what John Bolton, the U.S. National Security Advisor, said during a speech at the Federalist Society the same day. The administration ordered the closure of the delegation's office in Washington. Bolton's remarks about the PLO came at the end of a speech that he gave that was essentially about the International Criminal Court in The Hague, an organization that he's long been critical of. While the court welcomes the membership of the so-called State of Palestine, it has threatened Israel, a liberal democratic nation, with investigation into its actions. The United States will always stand with our friend and ally Israel. <clears throat> and today, reflecting congressional concern with Palestinian attempts to prompt an ICC investigation of Israel, the Department of State will announce the closure of the Palestine Liberation Organization office here in Washington, D.C. The Trump administration will not keep the office open when the Palestinians refuse to take steps to start direct and meaningful negotiations with Israel. If the court comes after us, Israel, or other U.S. allies, 
We will not sit quietly. We will respond against the ICC and its personnel. We will consider taking steps in the UN Security Council to constrain the court's sweeping powers. No committee of foreign nations will tell us how to govern ourselves. That's National Security Advisor John Bolton. Now to our conversation with former Chief of the PLO Delegation in Washington, Ambassador Mon Ericott. Mr. Ericott, what do you think of the Trump administration's decision to order the closing of the PLO uh, delegation office in Washington? I think it's another short-sighted move on the part of this current administration, who has been uh, punishing uh, the Palestinian uh, leadership and the Palestinian people uh, instead of trying to uh, pressure uh, the occupier, uh, uh, which is Israel in this case, to comply with international law and United Nations resolutions. The Palestinians are being bullied by this uh, administration. They started by uh, cutting off aid uh, to the Palestinian people, stopping aid projects that benefit ordinary Palestinians in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Most recently, they cut off $25 million that were uh, given to Palestinian hospitals in East Jerusalem who suffer from a huge financial, uh, uh, from huge budget uh, uh, shortages. And now they are closing the diplomatic uh, representation that the Palestinians has had for uh, the last 25, 30 years in Washington, D.C., uh, I think it's, it adds uh, to, to their uh, continued uh, uh, lack of understanding of the real mm-hmm. issues in the Middle East. Mr. Arakan, how would you answer the National Security Advisor John Bolton and his office, uh, which says that they plan to shut down the, the PLO's office in Washington because the, the, the PLO allegedly has been prodding um, the International Criminal Court to investigate Israel? Well, uh, Mr. Bolton has a record of anti-Palestinian views ever since he served as a U.S. representative to, uh, to the United Nations. His record is very clear and very obvious to us. However, when uh, the United States continues to stand in the way of the Palestinian leadership and the Palestinian people from holding Israel accountable at the United Nations, at the Security Council, at other international fora, what do you expect from an occupied people to do? In the past, when we resorted to the armed struggle, everybody was against that. When we chose to uh, pursue the path of peace uh, following signing the Oslo Accords with Israel in 1993 and signing all the agreements with Israel, which Israel unfortunately did not implement, we were asked to be to sit quietly, watch our land being grabbed by Israeli Israel for a settlement uh, building. And the United States doesn't want the Palestinians to pursue any venue to try to regain their freedom and end the Israeli occupation. So what else is uh, open for the Palestinians to do if Mr. Bolton and the current U.S. administration does not want the Palestinian leadership to pursue legitimate, peaceful, diplomatic and legal venues? Now, I've known you for a while. 
And um, you have uh, always welcomed the opportunity to talk to the opposite side, even though you may disagree about things, but you've always been open to talking. Is Do you believe your successors are still willing and interested in talking with the Trump administration, considering uh, where things are now? Well, uh, listen, I mean, we always believed in dialogue. We continue to believe in dialogue. But when uh, we did not choose to close the door uh, in the face of dialogue with the current U.S. administration, they are the ones who took... Um, uh, uh, they took the, the, the steps, uh, the, the unprecedented step of uh, moving the U.S. Embassy to East Jerusalem, an occupied territory, to, to Jerusalem. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to say East Jerusalem, I shouldn't say East Jerusalem, but to Jerusalem, an issue that has been always agreed, even between the Palestinians and the Israelis, that it should remain uh, on the table for final status negotiations. They are the ones who are defunding UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, in the hope to uh, destroy that important organization because they want to remove the right of return, which is also another issue, that the refugee issue is on the table between us and the Israelis for a final status agreement. They are acting on behalf of the Israelis. They are the ones who chose to close the doors with the Palestinian leadership. You have a Palestinian leadership who believes in peace, who agreed to pursue peaceful means to end the conflict with Israel, and yet this is what we are getting in return from this current administration. We are being punished for Israeli policies, for Israeli violations of international law and human rights, for Israel's continued occupation of our land. This policy has been initiated, unfortunately, by the current administration. Once the administration decides to look at the matter in a more balanced manner, to accept the fact that Israel is an occupying power that should mm-hmm. end its occupation of the Palestinian people, when this administration calls upon Israel to adhere and comply with international law and with UN resolutions, I think there will be a good opportunity for the Palestinian leadership to engage. But when they take unilateral actions to consolidate the Israeli occupation, to embolden this current right-wing Israeli government to continue with its land grab of Palestinian land, then I don't think they are leaving the Palestinian, unfortunately, with any options to talk to them. Mr. Erika, this no doubt is going to deepen the rift between the Trump administration and, and, and Palestinians and certainly the official uh, organization. Um, what do you think is next? Well, I think, you know, this is an administration that they think they can twist arms. This is an administration that they think that they can show their muscles uh, against people who are not a match to the United States. I don't brag to say that we Palestinians are a match to the United States. But one thing this administration does not realize, the Palestinian people and their leadership have a strong conviction in the just cause of our people. And we have gone through this before. Remember, during the 70s and the 80s, the United States took a very hostile position against the Palestinian and their national aspirations. But then they realized that there would be no solution if they continue to ignore the Palestinians and the PLO. And today, I, my advice to this current administration is to 
sit down and rethink their policies and their positions. The Palestinian people are not going to bend under pressure. We have not bent under pressure before, and we will not bend under pressure today. No, no, no financial pressure, no political pressure is going to force the Palestinian people and their leadership to accept something less than what we all Palestinians agree, an independent state with East Jerusalem as its capital, a just and agreed-upon resolution to the Palestinian refugee problem based on UN General Assembly Resolution 194, an end to Israeli occupation, and the establishment of a sovereign, independent, contiguous Palestinian state in the West Bank and Gaza Strip with East Jerusalem as its capital. This is a position that no Palestinian leader, no Palestinian individual will compromise on. That's a very animated Mon Erekat, the former chief of the PLO delegation to Washington. When we come back, we'll finish our conversation with him, but we'll also hear from the other side. It's very important to remember that the Palestinians abandoned the negotiating table in 2014. So effectively, they have taken themselves out of the peace process. And in return, what they have done simultaneously is use foreign bodies or international institutions like the UN to attack Israel in a way that is far disproportionate. That's Kenneth Bricker, a spokesman for the Israel Project. That and more when we come back on Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman's innovative C4 ISR technology offers unprecedented mission capability, enabling faster, more assured decisions. That's the value of performance. Northrop Grumman. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. On the program, we're talking with Mon Erekat, the former chief of the PLO delegation here in Washington, about the Trump administration's decision to order the closing of the delegation. And also, essentially, he's told us the Trump administration is short-sighted. Here's the rest of our conversation. What advice would you give your successor and the rest of the organization if asked about what to do now? Well, my successor... My successor is very fully informed. You know, he's 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 someone who uh, has been involved in politics. Unfortunately, uh, he is not uh, around here because he was recalled by the Palestinian leadership uh, three months ago. Uh, my successor was here following the same policies that I have uh, followed, uh, you know, upon the instructions and guidance of our leadership, they didn't give him a chance to uh, pursue uh, his objectives. They started in November by declaring that they will uh, shut the PLO office partially, and then they allowed it to function. And then, in, you know, we, we, we received the news in May uh, of, of moving the embassy uh, to, to Jerusalem, a very, very blatant violation of, of long-standing U.S. policies vis-a-vis Jerusalem and the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. So my, my successors, our leadership, Palestinians in general, are willing to engage. However, any engagement with Israel and the United States has to be based on international law, on United Nations resolutions, on the terms of reference of all agreements that we signed with the Israelis. The current Israeli government 
What they are doing right now, they are changing the terms of reference. They want everything to be to the liking of the occupying power of Israel. And unfortunately, an administration exists here in Washington, D.C. now that is giving Israel all the support, all the ammunition, all the forces that they need in order to continue with their current policies, which will eventually hurt the prospects of peace in the Middle East between Palestinians and Israelis. Last thing, sir. What would your message be to Mr. Bolton and to the Trump administration if you had the opportunity to engage them face to face? I'm just going to tell them when you came, you you said, well, I'm not addressing any one of them in particular, but I'm, I'm addressing the administration in general. When they came, they said they wanted to look at out-of-the-box solutions and options. What they are doing is exact repeat of the defunct, bankrupt policy of U.S. administrations prior to the recognition of the United States of the PLO and prior to the United States engaging the Palestinians and the PLO. By going back to those bankrupt and defunct policies, This administration is telling us Palestinians one thing. They have not learned anything from history. And if they continue to push the Palestinians and shove them around, the Palestinians are not going to give in or give up. You know, they have to understand that in order for them to help the parties reach an acceptable solution that is satisfactory to both sides, they need to hold Israel accountable by continuing to cover up Israeli uh, actions and Israeli practices and violations against Palestinians on daily basis and denying the Palestinians their basic human rights. This administration is working contrary to the ideals and the principles upon which the United States was established. And that is a shameful course to continue to be taken by the current administration. Mr. Ericott, we thank you for your time and for the clarity you brought to us uh, on this topic from your point of view. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, JJ. Good luck. And now, with another side of the story. Israel's side is Kenneth Bricker, a spokesman for the Israel Project. He says the Palestinian Liberation Organization essentially did it to themselves by walking away from the peace process. The Palestinian Liberation Office that was closed recently is part of a series of measures that we're witnessing from the Trump administration as a pushback. It's very important to remember that the Palestinians abandoned the negotiating table in 2014. So effectively, they have taken themselves out of the peace process. And in return, what they have done simultaneously is use foreign bodies or international institutions like the UN to attack Israel in a way that is far disproportionate to what's being what Israel is being accused of. And that is a deliberate tactic. This is the Trump administration pushing back against that and basically calling out the Palestinians for having walked away from negotiations for almost four years now. What's your understanding of the reason why the Palestinian Liberation Organization has taken uh, these, uh, this approach that you speak of? Well, it essentially represents an end run around the peace process. It's important to remember that the Palestinian Authority, the Palestinian entity that controls the West Bank, and the PLO were legitimized as part of their agreement to participate 
the 92 Oslo process. So this diplomatic status that's been conferred on them include, included accepting a PLO office in Washington. That was on the basis of participating in a process that the Palestinians have walked away from. So that status is being peeled back, and it's part of these consequences that the Trump administration has put into place to respond to Palestinian intransigence in failing to even show up at the table. The new peace plan that Trump is going to unveil, or actually has unveiled to the parties, has been rejected out of hand by the Palestinians. They have not even considered it. Under those circumstances, it doesn't make sense to confer a diplomatic status on the Palestinians. That's the context of the decision. Well, that seems to be a pretty severe, pretty dire situation uh, right now. Uh, if you're not talking and you don't have essentially a, a, a front channel to do that talking, that seems to suggest that things are pretty bad. Would you concur or disagree? Well, the parties need to sit down at the table and talk. We could talk all day about the various issues that separate the parties, but at the end of the day, both of them agreed to sit down at a table without the use of violence and negotiate. Instead, the Palestinian Authority is actually complicit in fomenting and inciting terror. That's a situation that cannot, allow, that cannot be allowed to continue on. It's been going on like that at a steady pace and getting worse. So the bottom line here is you, know, you cannot negotiate peace if one of the parties refuses to talk. There has to be consequences to that. Otherwise, you do not have a peace process. So believe me, both of the parties need to be at that table to negotiate. Any of the issues the Palestinians have will not be solved by violence. They have to negotiate. They committed to doing so. Unless they're going to negotiate, it doesn't augur well for this process, but they have to be called out on it. They have not sat at the table for four years. So something needs to be done about that, and this is the administration's pushback. Well, time continues to tick away. So what's your suggestion for restarting this communications? Uh, this communication? Well, the first step is I think the Palestinians have to at least open the Trump peace plan. They have not even looked at it. They have rejected it out of hand, which I think gives away a darker intention, which is that you have to question whether or not peace is actually the objective here. Uh, that's a very, very sad state of affairs, but it could change overnight if the Palestinians will show up at the table and negotiate. That's what the Israelis want. It's what the United States want. It's what the global community wants. Uh, Palestinians see a third way, which is using international institutions to force a solution on Israel in which they have to make no compromise. This allows them to do that, this strategy. By using third parties, the EU, the United Nations, it means the Palestinians believe they can get 100% of their demands without making any sacrifices at all. You and I both know that's never going to happen. Both parties will have to make sacrifices, and those sacrifices will be determined at a negotiating table. That's the only way. There is no third way. And what you're seeing, not just the closure of the PL office, but other activities at the U.N., where um, Washington is cutting back its contributions to certain U.N. agencies, it's a pushback. It's saying the status quo isn't working. It actually provides an incentive for the Palestinians not to negotiate if they feel they can achieve their objectives a third way without negotiating. That's not acceptable. To your understanding or to your knowledge, are there any back-channel discussions going on to remedy this? If 
if I told you that, I would be guessing. I hope that there are, JJ, I hope there are back-channel discussions going on, and I hope the Palestinians will at least open the peace plan. They can hate it, they can reject it, they can suggest recommendations, but right now there is no activity. There is no official activity. That means they have rejected it out of hand without even opening the plan. So that's the first thing that needs to happen. There's nothing to discuss unless all three parties are willing to engage. Two of them are, one is not. All right, Mr. Bricker, is there anything you want to add on this that I haven't asked you about that you think is important? I think I will just reiterate the Israelis and the Palestinians need to solve this issue at a negotiating table. Every other way has been tried and failed. This is what needs to occur, and the Palestinians have been absent from that table for four years. We'd really love to see them come back into the room and hash out these very difficult issues. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bricker. I appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Kenneth Bricker is a spokesman for the Israel Project. We reached out to the Israeli government comment on this program, but they were unable to do so. We'll keep an eye on this as it develops and bring you the latest. That's it for this episode. Coming up on our next program, whether it's terrorism, anarchists, cyber criminals, nation states, intelligence, or the U.S.'s own counterintelligence drama that's playing out in the Congress. Join us on Target USA for the latest. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Please, Subscribe to our podcast and also let me know what you think. Send me an email at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at wtop.com. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by Northrop Grumman. In today's battle space, situations change rapidly. That's why Northrop Grumman's innovative C-4 ISR technology offers unprecedented mission capability. That's the value of performance. Northrop Grumman. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.